This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. What's up, Truth Seekers? Welcome back to the FBI Basement, the podcast where we watch and review every last episode of the hit 90s TV series, The X-Files. And uh, we do it all for you, for the working man. <laughs> and women. Working genius. And those in between. I mean, gender's a spectrum, not... Not binary. The men, the women, the the non-binary, the non-binary the workers who are non-binary. We are much more woke than the X Files was. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Speaking of woke, <laughs> the Jews. Oh boy. Okay. On this on this program, <laughs> we are going to uh, take a deep dive into uh, a hodgepodge of. Eastern European, or uh, it, just read it as Jew. I think is what you need uh, to read this folklore. As. I guess <laughs> I don't even think it's folklore. I don't think we even really get into folklore. Superstition, dancing witchmen. Well, well, we'll get to that. But uh, today we're talking about the Kalasari, which is uh, season two, episode twenty-one. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be in this this season much longer, boys and girls. Yeah, we're rounding the bend on this one, and uh, this originally aired April fourteenth, nineteen ninety five, written by Sarah Charno, and uh, directed by Mike Vajar from Bajor. From Bajor. Good. This is, is once again Bajor. a rare appearance by by a, a a lady writer. Yeah, and I, I feel like this is why Carter will tell you that it's like, oh, you're so cute. This is why we don't have ladies. This is. <laughs> Today, uh, I'm joined in this delve, as always, by our panel of conspiracy theorists, whack jobs, and reprobates. <laughs> First off, uh, I am Todd, the host, and joining me as always is uh, my better half, the author, the uh, commentator, and the uh, bringer of cupcakes, Shannon. I'm sorry, I'm still playing Deep State. Um busy <laughs> game is fucking awful uh coming in Fuck it, also, i'm done <laughs> coming in also uh is our favorite artist and uh sometimes video makers and professional frightener marissa <laughs> oh oh i thought it was gonna be andy warhol uh, all i want is a cupcake too bad you were supposed to bring the cupcakes no one fucking told me i was supposed to bring cupcakes Finally, rounding out the panel is the uh, Lord Mayor of the Medicinal Mass Podcast Network and our producer, Valentine. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm kind of the moil of this uh, podcast here. Uh, you know, I, I cut off the foreskin and then I suck the blood away as it's, you know. Oh, uh, Jesus. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this episode <laughs> is never again. <laughs> I choose to ignore uh, what Valentine just said. No more circumcision jokes. <laughs> can we just get to the Jews? Hey, right. I can say it. I'm uncircumcised. Technically, we're already there. <laughs> oh, you got one of those weird dog dongs? <laughs> you know, I don't Red know. Rocket. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen an uncircumcised penis. An erect one, I would say you'd probably never know the difference. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't know what an erect penis looks like. 
<laughs> and this is Bazinga. Todd. Just, uh, this is Todd just uh, shrinking into the corner now. I feel like that part now. can be in the podcast about the erect penis, but please, God, no! Don't don't put the other stuff. In. I don't think there's one podcast where we haven't talked about dicks. <laughs> we can't. Apparently, the X Files and dicks go together. You know what else goes together? You know what else goes together? Your money and us. If you are a supporter of the X Files of the FBI basement Patreon, I will show you my dick. On I will show. <laughs> I will show people my. It's a level. It's a level five reward right there. <laughs> That that is a we very high level nudes. of Patreon, but we I will, will show you my you nudes. If, if you go to the FBI, if you go to patreon.com slash FBI basement uh, and donate monthly to our podcasting uh, insanity, uh, even as little as one dollar uh, gets you access to our discord where you can where we're building a community where I will just post the most random seekers. shit. And um, uh, and and we promise some dank memes. Dank. And uh, you also get bonus episodes, pilots for other projects, and uh, occasional uh, art goodies. And we might put put a nice little bead on some uh, on some of those uh, sweet um, uh, Mer- X Files merchandise if we can find it. Hey, you know what I found the other day? Actually, and I may still buy it when I get paid again. Because mm-hmm. fuck, I have no money. There is actually a second card game that was exclusively made for Loot Crate with the X Files. Oh, I may, and it's like it's really cool looking. I may have to buy it. All right. Well, we're going to look at that, and uh, if you donate at the highest tier levels, which I think is what 125 a month. Sweet Jesus, that's dollars. up there. Yeah. I don't know. If you if you donate that high, we'll send you nudes. Yeah, definitely. If you donate so, exactly $69, I will show you a really <laughs> cool trick I can do, but I won't tell you what that is. Everybody gets a special trick. Okay, so here's the question. If we're showing people the penises, can it just be the massive dildo that I own? You want to show them Son of Kong? I do want to show them Son of Kong. Is that what we're calling it? Son of Kong. Son of Kong. <laughs> like, I call mine Lucille. <laughs> I had another name for it, but I like this one better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Patreon plug out of the way. Promise to send lewd photographs to our listener base. Done. Let's uh, <laughs> let's dive into the episode. Let's shall talk we? about children murder. <laughs> okay. We open uh, as the we open as the uh, Holvey family is visiting is spending the afternoon. At Lincoln Park, so uh, I've become so <laughs> numb. I can feel you there, crawling in my, my skin. skin. These wounds, they will not heal. Wait, wait, how shit! This episode totally got a whole lot darker and makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> by the way, how shitty are these as parents? By the way, these these two, how shitty they are as parents. <laughs> okay, so uh. We've got uh, Mag- Maggie, the mother, and um, uh, his father, Tom. I can't remember the name of the dad. I, it may be. Bald dude, right? Like, this guy is just fucking awful. Steve. Steve. Steve Holvey, uh, Steve Holvey uh, is bringing some ice cream cones to his wife and kids. Also, and- can you 
can you say his name like I am now picturing it being said because you said it like that? Steve Holvey. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh my God. Thank you. Steve Holvey. Steve Holvey. Um, he is he's bringing ice cream cones and and giving one to the toddler. This fucking two year old child uh, loses his balloon immediately, and they immediately replace it with the older with the child with the balloon that was being held by the older child Charlie. Like grabs seems- it out of his hand, just uh, yeah, you don't need this anymore. None too pleased. You're with ten. This. You're fine. We'll get you another balloon. I want mine. Get your ice cream. I don't want ice cream. By the he way, this throws are... away the fucking ice cream. Like he throws them all away. And like, here's the thing. It's at a park that's probably like eight. Like they were in a cream. Northern Virginia park, so they paid twenty dollars to fucking get in, and that's like another thirty for all the fucking ice cream. Like, no wonder this kid gets possessed. Also, I'm not seeing any rides at this park, so it's kind of like like that know... fucking train. Okay, so it's like basically every like small municipal park in like Virginia in the nineties. So it's got the miniature train and that's it. And that's all it needs is that fucking miniature train. So um, like every, like I said, every municipal park in like the nineties in Virginia. All right. So Teddy, who is two years old and, and pretty much a noob at walking falls down like, like the noob he is. (laughs) And, uh, and then Todd stopped it and yelled, get good at walking noob. (laughs) And then it became like, you know, dark souls for like five minutes Um, in our house. And they took, uh, and, and so his mom takes him into the, uh, into the bathroom to clean him up and, and, then while well, she decides to go and, and chains him to a fucking a pipe while she, she takes, takes like, a piss. She, she, she hooks his overalls, his Oshkoshes to No, a no, no. Pipe. Okay, so he's in like, no. He's in one of those like children leash harnesses. Leash harnesses. in one of those. <laughs> like that I want to put you in when Not we as a to... child, but she was put in it like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> Don't, come on. <laughs> Don't tell people that. Like I, I want for a walk every now and like, then. Like I want to invest in one of these Time for, for Todd. I, I want to invest Wait, in what? one of these for like Todd at conventions because it's just like he wanders away and I can't find him for hours. <laughs> Um, but okay, she's like puts she hooks him to like the 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 sink of the bathroom while she's taking a dump. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought it was like a lead pipe and singing to him. Not like, even that. And like you know, the baby lets go of the balloon and and is quite and and is quite entertained by that because you know he's a fucking he's baby. a fucking two year old. That's what they do. And, and the balloon sort of floats away and somehow improbably out the door, and. When mommy finishes singing and pooping, <laughs> to be fair, to to be fair, to be fair, to be to fair. Be fair, that's what I do. By the way, every day, like I, and especially at work, if I have to take a dump, I will just sit there and sing. I was gonna you chain Todd up, you chain Todd up. <laughs> yeah, like I also chain Todd to a pipe in our bathroom and sing to him while I take a dump. Yeah, that's <laughs> true to life, kids. So much to her horror, the baby is gone. And uh, the next we see Teddy, he is waddling out uh, in search of this balloon and uh, onto the tracks of the miniature train. I can't even. Where he gets hit by an 18 wheeler and his father screams, No! <laughs> Where uh, apparently no. a cow catcher has, for the first time ever, failed to work. <laughs> okay, so. 
Marissa went immediately to Pet Cemetery there. Like yeah, I did. <laughs> and the more I think about it, the second you said it, then I had to go back and think of that scene. I'm like, yeah, that's very much Pet Cemetery. You're right. I like that nobody is stopping. Like, there's a lot of shit that's going on in this cold open. I like that no one is stopping a two-year-old who fails at walking, who, by the way, I've chased a two-year-old. I'm sure most everyone on this podcast has at one point chased a small child. They ain't fast. Yeah, they got the good candy. Yeah, what was funny was he, he was so shitty at walking, and then all of a sudden he's he's like just strolling down that hill like it was nothing. Like, oh, you know what? His I bet yeah, he got tripped. That's what happened. I oh. just thought I just thought of that now. It makes makes perfect sense. But like still a two-year-old teetering <laughs> down a track, down like a hill, and where there are adults, mind you. This is not an uncrowded park. This is like like I don't know what is going on there. Oh, and the and of course the the brakes fail on the train, and then the like so the, so this poor train conductor has to go home and 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 for the rest of his life he knows he killed a fucking baby. Well, hi, Tell. Hey, Belle. How was work today, honey? I killed a child. Oh, he's oh, Bill. Support group for the guy that killed Gage. He's like, you ever see the, you ever see Austin Powers? You know that scene where he killed the guy really slowly? Yeah, that's what my day was like. Except it was a kid. Oh, 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 Bill. Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you wonder what that guy's life is like. Do you think his marriage got just destroyed by killing this dude? Also, I have a question. Um, How fast was that fucking tiny miniature train going (laughs) that it murdered a child? Um, and, okay, uh, the whole time Charlie is watching this with all of the passion of, you know, a two year old, there might as well have been someone yelling at him that it's all for you, Damien, because yeah. that's where I like. So, so Marissa went to the pet cemetery, I went to the excerpt, like, I went to the omen right there. It's all for you, Damien. How for you? And the balloon just floats back into Charlie's hand. Like, sup, bitch? What's happening? Did you see what I did there to your brother? Oh, Charlie got the balloon back? Yes, he did. Yeah. And, and so, uh, then we get the opening theme. Um, should we maybe... Guys. Tired of being what you want me to be. <laughs> Feeling so faithless. Lost under the surface. Just caught in the undertow. Just caught in the... Uh, every step that I take is another mistake to you. Okay, that's all we can sing without having to pay yeah. royalties, so come on. <laughs> I was actually also expecting someone to do the Jay-Z rap part mm. of Encore, but... <laughs> anyway, this episode has nothing to do with Jay-Z. Or does it? I don't know, it's painfully uh, white He returned to, to the FBI basement where Mulder is looking at a project at a overhead projected photograph of the incident that was captured at the park and uh, pointing out to Scully that, Hey, that balloon is moving awful weird in this still photograph. Also, <laughs> who the fuck was taking pictures and not stopping a two year old from wandering on? I have so many problems. I like, yeah, I, I, I like how you said that, how this, how this balloon is moving in a still photograph. <laughs> <laughs> He's brought aboard a um, uh, photography, uh, a photographic oh my God. expert who um, uh, I feel like 
And also a, a powder expert, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like this dude is taking a break from harassing people on IRC. Yeah, I think this guy's <laughs> like like I feel like he and so Lang- you go to so you go to the hot tub channel. I go to the hot tub channel a lot. I feel like he and Langley are currently like the two guys who would troll any RP room that I was in and fuck my shit up just to see me get angry. Like I feel like I know these guys specifically. So did, rage about him. So yeah, this is uh, Chuck Some Burks, the somebody got uh, Nick slapped, king of yeah. digital imaging, which is like this is back when digital cameras. Hey, do you guys remember oh. what you guys remember when you had to do this shit and it was painstaking? And now I can literally make take any photo, and there is an app filter that will let me put a ghost lady in it <laughs> on my phone. And I'm not oh, kidding; I will literally search right for. Now. Yeah, I I oh. know. But oh the uh, <laughs> but yeah, this guy is the king of. And remember when when the the digital cameras took the uh, the three by five flop three point five inch floppy disks. Yeah. No, and you could take maybe like five pictures on them shits. <laughs> oh god. Okay. See, I don't because I was still running around with a Polaroid in nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah. Well, uh, he snaps the picture and does a little bit of digital imaging to reveal a vaguely boy-shaped smudge under the balloon. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. I like how just changing a color filter can, can detect electromagnetic shapes. And yeah. then immediately Scully, the one who's the skeptic, goes, oh, so it's a ghost. Right after he says electromagnetic force or whatever, she yeah, jumps to ghost. Yeah, he's like, clearly it's electromagnetic energy. But based Mulder, off of his still photo. Mulder's, Mulder's leaning more towards Poltergeist. Which is another movie they rip off on the X-Files a lot. Pretty frequently, which is really uh, uh, the moment that, since we're speaking about the Poltergeist, can we mention that the kid is Jordan, is, what did I say his name was? Jordan something something? Um, Sounds about right. You, we remember, we've seen this kid before uh, from season one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so in case, for those of you who are keeping score, actually, we have a couple of repeating guest stars here. Uh, one of which is uh, the kid who's playing Charlie, slash not Charlie, uh, we'll get into that, uh, who is really well shot in a couple of these scenes. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, is Joel Palmer, my mistake, playing Charlie, uh, was Kevin in an episode, it was in, Kevin was in an conduit which uh, was a good good segue there todd good team go team um uh, he's grown up quite a bit since he has he's sprouted uh, up like a little weed and bill brow by the way uh was also uh was the one who was horribly murdered in the jersey devil who's charles burks i was playing charlie Another Bur- casualty of the bigfoot tits uh i don't remember if that was i think he was the one who was eaten by the lady bigfoot yes and Campbell Lane also played Holman in Miracle Man. He was Melty McMeltface. Ah. He was the burn victim in that one. So there. So basically what Marissa keeps saying uh, is true. Yeah, it turns out that uh, Holvey is an uh, employee of the State Department. So that sort of brings this all together as to why the FBI even cares about this shit. <laughs> so they actually have a legitimate reason to be here as opposed to in Humbug where it's like, eh, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Uh, they roll over to Arlington to uh, 
interview. Apparently, there had already been an inquest made into this into this family after the death, as would be the standard case. I got nothing here. I, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was playing with my phone. Go on. While they're interviewing things, a few a few things go weird in the house. The fire uh, place jumps to uh, the flames in the fire fa- place seem to jump alive and. Then the smoke alarm goes off for no damn reason, which apparently it's an old house, so there are Yeah, that's why smoke alarms go off for no damn reason, because the wiring is really (laughs) fucked up. That's why your smoke alarm is going up. What does that even mean? Uh, Scully catches uh, Charlie with Grandmama, and Grandmama seems to be etching what looks like a left-facing swastika on his hand. There you go. Be a part of the white nations. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, You You gotta blend in. Uh, so is it at this point that we should mention to our listeners at home that the swastika is actually a long-running symbol in a lot of different religions and mostly pagan, but specifically it is well tied to uh, Buddhism and is a symbol to ward off evil um, and is actually it does show up in the Slavic parts of the world. However, Romania isn't Slavic. Right, we should point out that um, uh, the mother and grandmother are from Romania. Which we all know because, you know, and we are uh, all very aware that Romania is shorthand for, like, old world crazy cult. You know, occulty things because, you know... Vampires. Vampires and what have you. However, the majority of Romania, and especially because it is uh, the forested areas, there is the Carpathians and Transylvania, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the things Grandma does here are not Romanian. Um, what not. Grandma does do is she comes into the room with Charlie and begins speaking in Romanian to uh, the group and uh, leaves one final warning in English. Uh, marry a devil, have a devil child. <laughs> I, yeah. Mother, stop. It, it's it's great. It's it's great. Back to the FBI and um, uh, some interesting facts have, have, have turned up uh, regarding the medical histories of both Teddy and Charlie that they both um, uh, had been seen in the had been admitted to the hospital and <laughs> emergency room for um, uh, projectile vomiting, diarrhea, several, um, uh, uh there is, yeah, this is where they bring up Munchausen by proxy, right? Which is like, you know, my favorite, it's like my f- favorite thing to play in like murder show bingo, right? Is Munchausen by proxy. And then, and then, and then Mulder says the most like insensitive shit ever. What does he say? I don't remember. Have you heard he of says Munchausen? Something- he goes, oh, th- I think that's what my uncle takes for his indigestion or something. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you, you know. Oh, yeah, you're making some great uh, Yeah, jokes let's make God. light of how, a you know. A toddler is dead. Let's make light of how most children who, uh, most serial murders by women are made. Thanks. Thanks, Mulder. You, the profiler. I don't know. It kind of works if we think that Mulder is on the spectrum kind of thing. It is kind of a Mulder, spe- it is kind of a spectrum joke. Or a dad joke. Or a dad. It's like, it, it's one of those jokes that you would expect from someone who does this kind of horrible work and has no idea of appropriateness. And two, if he is quote unquote 
on the spectrum, I too would make like that's a joke you make and don't realize it's not funny. And like she just politely smiles at him, like, oh fox. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh Scully mentions the grand grandma Golda's uh odd behavior. They sort of zero in on her as a possible uh, as a possible um uh suspect suspect for Munch- munchausen and they decide munchausen to by proxy they decide to st- to drop by uh steve at, at his office to question him further about this possibility and oh my god steve uh is very likely believes that this happens he doesn't buy into romanian superstition but apparently... i like that he met his wife in romania in the 80s and i have so many questions about that like what the fuck were you doing in romania in the 80s bro if you work for the state department Chiefly, that's my only question. Why were you in Romania in the 80s? <laughs> I know what was going on over there. Why were you there? Were you? I know what was going on. I mean. And uh, so basically, uh, Steve is receptive enough to allow Charlie to come see a social worker. Okay. So basically, the uh, basically the implication is that Steve was there to help destabilize the government for the Romanian revolution, which was incredibly violent. That is the implication here. Gotcha. It's not said, but it's like if you're in Romania prior to 1989, you were there to destabilize the communist government if you were working for the State Department. Why are they sending a social worker? Shouldn't they be sending? I mean, it's not like they but like point out say that it's like she's an LCSW. Uh, Scully go- Scully goes back to the house and uh, witnesses Golda sprinkling some weird stuff. Onto uh, Charlie's food, uh, while Steve and Maggie argue over the taking him the uh, taking um, uh, Charlie to see the social worker. Steve is being quite firm for that and loads and loads him up in the car. Unfortunately, something seems to go wrong, and his tie gets caught in the <laughs> garage door. Mechanism. This is the greatest scene. <laughs> this season and not it's the, a good and, movie and, and charlie thing. is much less dispassionate about it this time he's like daddy no dad no no daddy no hey, it's hilarious i like, like that, how he remembers to say who's like responsible for it this time but not michael yeah like he was okay <laughs> with teddy being murdered and it getting blamed on him but this time right. <laughs> this shit's personal but you know, okay, so the guy gets completely strangulated by his thing. Uh, Mulder and Scully run to the it run, and and he's already hanging. Um, he's become so numb. Oh, <laughs> no. you know he, sh- you know, Steve should have just invested in some bow ties. <laughs> and of course, the place is now. Also, crawling. am I right? Like, I don't remember this, but that like that tie is the most fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous, hideous thing ever. He deserves to die. So sweatpants could have alternately saved him as well. Yeah, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like Steve, man, it's Friday. Why are you not just doing casual Friday like the rest of us? Because I take this job seriously for America, dude. Being that serious is gonna kill you. And then on Monday, his coworkers were like, "Didn't I tell you, man?" So then the police are swarming. Uh, the next scene, the police are swarming around the uh, household and uh, in Golda's room, they find uh, what it, looks like some kind of a shrine where several dead chickens the are. Chickens. This is rubber chickens. <laughs> where, where in the fuck you get a okay. live chicken? Where the fuck are you getting live Arlington? chicken in like Northern Virginia? I'm not comfortable in saying Nova. it. 
I'm not comfortable saying that it's Arlington, but it's certainly. Well, I'm saying it. I'm saying it's Arlington because that's what it said in the. uh... No, it's not what it said in the opening. You, you son of a bitch. No, it's not in the opening. But when they visited the house, it was Arlington. So yeah, how it's. I think um, Maryland. That's where you get live chickens because it's either Baltimore or farmland. Well, here's the thing: is like Golda is clearly getting these chickens and sneaking them, sneaking live chickens into the house for this ritual. Not so much by Maggie, but by like Steve. Like, what are you doing, Golda? Nothing. It's great. Go back to bed. (laughs) Actually, the only way to get chickens in the in the U.S. uh, by shipment is through the U.S. Postal Service. Golda, you've got another package here. <laughs> uh, you to, can send chickens by post. To be, fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, uh, I drive by a guy who lets his chickens walk across uh, the interstate every day. Just to figure out why. Like, and here's <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I, there's like no fewer than like 20 chickens. And I slow down to see if they cross the road and they all look at me like, what? We're not that dumb. So maybe she got it from that guy. I don't know. Okay, so uh, anyway, she got chickens. She got chickens! And And she's uh, not making them into fried chickens. And candles and some kind of a witch's cauldron. I think that she's a witch. I, I am not really sure what's going on here. It might be voodoo, but she's also like, like, basically, can we at this? This is the point where we need to read everything that Golda does as Jew. <laughs> like, no, here's the thing. And I, and I mean this. It's like they talk about tying red ribbon, like red strings around the kids, like wrists and everything. And this thing, um, this gets into some Kabbalah nonsense, Kabbalist craziness, and not just like the deep breathing and numerology, but like some serious dark. Uh, Eastern Jew uh, mysticism, but we don't say it. We just basically read everything that is supposed to be Kalasuri as Jew. They, they, well, let me see. We'll see them. We'll see them in a minute here. But um, uh... you read everything that Golda does as Jew. I think is what you should say here. <laughs> I think that's what's being said, but not like they can't say it outright. This is backwards Middle Eastern, Middle European Jew. Yeah. Well, line there. Uh, Mulder discovers some gray powder in the garage, some ash. But when analyzed by the FBI chem lab, the substance contains nothing organic or inorganic. And according to the technicians, <laughs> it can't possibly exist. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I like then he goes back to his bro. He goes back yeah. to Chuck, who apparently spent some time on the hippie trails. He's like, hey, man, I got some snake oil for you, too. He's like, really? Snakes? Uh, and uh and of course, what does, Chuck, that, what does that mean? Chuck what? spreads some out on a mirror and uses his credit card to sort of form it into a rail and just <laughs> just goes <laughs> pumps that shit right up. You know, I uh, kind of feel like Chuck has told Mulder quite a few stories about shit that he didn't actually do. <laughs> like, I feel like the story he tells Mulder is clearly told to him by the guy that. Like the pack that he's running around in and those IRC chat rooms. He's like, hey man, well, I got some crystals to go with this too. So so this apparently stuff this stuff is apparently uh an apport, which is something that can appear from thin air. It occurs in the presence of spirit beings or during bilocation. It's basically what they will call ectoplasm. If <clears throat> yeah, like if you'll give me a hot minute, I'll actually see if it's real. 
Um, and uh, Scully thinks this guy is full of shit. And she's right, because he is. I like again. I feel like the story he tells her, like clearly, didn't actually happen to him. Like Golda and three Kalajari are in their room performing another ritual. Kalajari, sorry, Kalasturi. Golda and three. By the way, a port is really something that you find in parapsychology and spiritualism. In fact, it is something that uh, is easily faked, uh, but it is often found around poltergeist and seance activity. It it. it Specifically, it's supposed to be associated with poltergeist. So, so people performing seances find ectoplasm. This is basically ectoplasm. This is what they are claiming is ectoplasm. It's like it's a weird sooty thing that like you a find. Byproduct but, of yeah, but it's of, really, of but it's also the spiritual contacting the material. Basically. But it's not just dust. Yeah, it's dust. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because it's probably seems like it's just dust. It is basically it's something it's like basically it's what people will claim will arrive, but it's it's essentially it's it's fine dust. It's a fine dust. It's hookum. It's hookum. <laughs> well, the speaking of hookum, the Kalasari are here and uh, helping words, Golda out with some kind of ritual. Downright they Hasidic. Like they're, they're positively Hasidic. They literally look like they are Eastern and European Jews. Once again, I don't know much. <laughs> I don't know Jack about Romani R- Romanian culture. I don't. Okay, know. let's let's just. Stop here. I know that Dracula was there. Uh, I mean, we generally use Romanian as shorthand for, you know, Dracula and really weird occulty shit. So I can't say for one way or another what's going on here. But it doesn't seem accurate to me because it all seems more or less tied to Kabbalah Judaism than anything anything, uh, Roman. I don't want to say Romani. Romanian? Do you want to go with Romanian? Because Roma- that's really Romani what it would gypsies. be. Sorry. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Did you say gypsy? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're try- he's trying really hard to not equate Romanians with Romani. Uh, the thing that you need to understand with Romanians is that it is... Romanians are one of the few... Uh, they're actually direct descendants of Rome though they're romans because romania was set up as a roman colony there are only five romance languages in the world all right so these guys are performing a ritual and charlie's image appears in a big puffed of blue smoke and begins speaking romanian back to them angrily like princess leia obi-wan you're my only hope (laughs) (laughs) and this is a lousy time apparently for um the social worker karen kosef to show up yeah and uh, they find Charlie laying down in the hallway outside of Golda's door. And uh, fumes. Maggie is pissed off and kicks out all the Kalasari. Get out! Get out! And then, but Golda grabs the boy and drags him into the room, locking the, the thing. Uh, Maggie is banging on the door, pissed off at this point. Once. Matt wants some uh, grandma out of the house along with all this spiritual craziness. The social worker goes out to call 911 and informs Mulder and Scully what's just happened. Yeah, where are the cops? I mean, here's the I, I understand like the mother is Romanian. Five to ten minutes away from wherever it is that a murder's occurring. But it's like Whitesville. Like, this shouldn't be like, oh, we'll get there when we can. No. A social worker has called... What One, why does she not have a cop? Like, contact. And the off chance that this is going to happen. If she did not let her in, she would have come back with a cop. 
yeah, that's the thing. That's, you know, you work with law enforcement. She should have already been getting a cop. I guess she had the FBI there, so. But they just. you she had, No, she had Mulder and Scully there. That There's a difference. There's yeah, a big difference. It's not like the real no. FBI. It's not like, you know. It's not like the guys who now, are in, you, you like, Mindhunter. No, of course, it's been set up. You think that Golda is going to, like, uh, harm the child. But it turns out the child turns the table on her and uh, takes the dead chickens. Oh, my God. Holds this them is... up, and, and they come to life and start pecking out the eyes of Golda. Chickens. <laughs> like, this is one of my favorite shot scenes, though. This is a really good shot scene, though. So when the door finally uh, opens, uh, Golda is dead. So this episode already has like three deaths in it. Maggie looks around the ritual instruments and reveals that this that the ritual was designed to be a cl- to cleanse the house of evil at a child psychiatric center. Um, uh, Charlie is being interviewed, but he's being very angry, violent, blaming everything on. Uh, on Michael, which is weird because he shouldn't know about Michael. Michael, as it turns out, was his stillborn twin brother. Which, why Why would you not? I, okay. Wait, this is right after Humbug? Yes. <laughs> Immediately after Humbug. Evil, so, evil twins. Nefarious twins. I'm surprised. They didn't just go with uh, the it was the ritual where they ate one of the twins to make sure that the other one wasn't cursed and he came back. I mean, that would have been a better one, honestly. Um, Charlie then has a seizure and all the agents immediately rush around him and crowd him and like try to hold him down and everything you're not supposed to do when someone has a seizure. This oh, right, where they so much. Oh, right, where they move him around and like shake him and like Charlie, honey, no, and like please stop, please stop. Um, they take him to a hospital where he, where a nurse is about to administer some medicine to him, since apparently he's, yeah, you know, he doesn't want the shot. But, but Don't Charlie give him sees the fucking shot if he doesn't want the shot. God damn it! Charlie sees Kevin coming behind the nurse and tries to warn her about it, but she thinks he's just really re- just avoiding the shot. So the nurse ends up getting completely brained by um uh, by Michael. It seems to recall she gets better though. Like yeah, she doesn't die. I thought like okay, this kid's gonna kill like four people in this episode. And she pulled off the shot. Oh, she did. That's true. She managed yeah, to pull off the her. shot. But um, uh, then Charlie, it, no, then Michael goes out to get his mom and tells him to take her straight home. I think his mom at this point is realizing this is definitely not her Charlie. But she's like, okay, that's fine. Let's go home. And she makes Charlie something to eat and um, uh, then takes a book of matches back into Golda's room and tries to complete Golda's cleansing ritual, I imagine. Though Char- though um, uh, the Michael homunculus is having none of that. I thought she just—I thought she just farted really bad. That's why she was lighting a bunch of matches. Mulder and, Sc- Mulder and Scully saw... Um, uh, saw Maggie leave. So Scully goes on to that house where Mulder calls in the Calisari to try and help the, and tr- to try out and help uh, Charlie. I like that scene where they, they want, they're about to split up and Mulder's like, Scully, fix it. You're, you're the good one. I'm going to, and where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go back to my, uh, my guy. He's, 
you know. <laughs> well, the Calisari show the Calisari show up. I'm gonna go get help, is literally what he says. Like and uh it's a pretty straight up exorcist scene, right? Yeah, it's pretty They're much it, down it might as well be like the, you know, yeah. there's the cutting and the bloodletting and the drawing of the protective symbols with the feather and the lifting up off the ground and and uh, and somebody getting spat in the face with like I think the bile going down the walls was a nice touch, don't you? Not really. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought nice. it was welcome. Meanwhile, when Scully arrives, there's already uh, shit's already going down there as um uh, she finds uh Maggie halfway up the fucking wall right before she gets telekinesis across the room and into a wall into a they, wall and they do every horror movie in this one episode you got pet cemetery you got the exorcist you got omen you got the scene from freddy krueger and then you got some carry shit going on i was just thinking how hot how lax this hospital was letting them do an exorcism right there oh well, it, you, well it, chaplains they, can get away with a lot you'd be amazed what chaplains can get away with <laughs> it's like Go ask my dad sometime. It's great. Um, but finally, the, when the, once the ritual at, at the hospital is complete, <laughs> Michael disappears, and um, uh, Maggie drops off the wall. Oh, oh my God! Did you guys see it? No, you didn't. It wasn't there. This was the longest occurrence of the frame-eating monster. <gasps> That's right. I said that to Todd too. It's like this is. This is Jake. What, what is going on? Why is what's going on? Like they did a full 360 turn of frame eating goodness. And it's like, he's there. You just can't see him because he's eating those frames. But I think he was that ghost thingy. Like that was his true form. He's like it. Pennywise. All right. So down he, so down goes the, uh, uh, so she falls to the ground. Scully, you know, still skeptical about everything. I mean, well, to be fair, we have no idea what this was. How'd that bitch get up the wall? I was going to say, how are you going to explain this one, Scully? What the fuck? Explain that with your science. I like how uh, they didn't at all, and they went straight. All right, we're going to have Moeller talk at the end of this one, because that would just be too hard to write. <laughs> it's like, clearly, Scully cannot give the, like, okay, this is what happened, guys. Rushing back to the hospital. Rushing back to the hospital. Maggie finds her son sleeping peacefully in the hospital bed. Probably still has that blood on uh, that. that, He still uh, has the bloody swastika on his chest. (laughs) Um, uh, The Calisari stand by stay to warn to impart a word of warning to Mulder that he has seen you now. He knows you and be vigilant. And who, who is it? Um, Do we see, do you feel like they will follow up? I don't know, but I feel like that uh, they may have previously met in Dehander Verlitz. Could it be Satan? Is it Satan? Are we going to be feeding the Satan? I think this was the most. I think this was probably the the the, the most supernatural scary episode since Dehander Verlitz. I think. I I think it's a very good episode in spots. I think it does play fast and loose. With I like how culture. Yeah, I like how out of all the samples they took, he didn't grab any of that bile on the wall. They just left it there in that end shot. It was just still. <laughs> it was. It was still on the wall. Like no one has cleaned it up, and no one will. What I like is that clearly Charlie is in a room where you would have like three or four other people, and no one is there. 
like that is not a private room like that is clearly a room where you would have other people in it and no one else is in that room and it's not even like a children's ward it's not a pediatric ward it is like clearly this is where they're putting the old people to die room yeah this is where they're concentrating all of those types of people at so okay um there were a lot, there were a lot of horror cliches in this one. Um, a lot or all of them? Yeah, pretty much all <laughs> of them. Uh, I thought that I thought, but I thought there was good tension, and it was sort of a good little. Uh, and I, I I thought it was pretty good as far as exorcisms go. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it, especially that scene. It was really that was probably their best scene out of them. I think. Good acting by the kid who played Charlie. This kid has not acted in a while, though. He's not been in anything since 2005, according to IMDb. Right. Um, but good for him. He has grown up to be an attractive young man. So, uh, interesting fact here: this uh, episode was the was uh, one of the first X Files, uh, the only episode in X Files history to have an 18 plus rating in the UK for uh, themes involving demonic possession. Yes. Which apparently they didn't see a problem with the hand of Erlitz. Well, all right. I don't know. I don't think they changed the rating in the states at all. But um, no, because our rating system is very different. Um, and depending on when a show, I don't know. I was gonna make some bullshit up, but okay. Marissa, have you got some horror? Have you got some horror insights for us here? Since you you're into the you're in the scaring the fuck out of people biz. <laughs> Used to be. Um. I think it's pretty straightforward horror. Uh, I, I was kind of bored with it, but I, I mean, I'd, see, I, I'd like to be able to remember the first time I saw it, but it's good. It's not a terrible episode. It's not the best episode of this season. Not everything. But it is not the worst episode of this season. It, it is absolutely teeming with references to other horror films. So it's like, okay, let, let's put it on the scale. It's not three. Which might as well be the Face of Mars episode uh, for this season. But be thinking about it, kids. We're almost there. Um, so are we going to uh, go ahead and disseminate the information before we hand out uh, before we hand out the scores? Why not? All right. Um, uh, the FBI basement is brought to you on a mostly weekly basis. Question mark by the. Uh, Medicinal Mass Network, of which Valentine will inform you. Head on over to medicinalmass.com and listen to all the great shit we got there. Some good stuff. Definitely some great. I, I got the best stuff. You know, if I fill it with the best, the best stuff. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And uh, if you like to read books, if you are literate, you might consider the Department of the Arcane, a series of books written by Shannon. Yeah, I wrote them. Where, where can they find them? Around. Perhaps a website? Maybe. That is schuffwrites.com? I don't know. Or Amazon? Sure. And if they want to buy them, they should go to the Medicinal Mass website and click on the Amazon link there. <laughs> so a portion gets back to the Amazon. Yeah, uh, okay. 
no selling me, no selling me, absolutely. Uh, Marissa Leterio is also known as the Oddite Delight, and she does arts. What's up? Um, you can find me on Facebook, and that's where I would like you to get a hold of me if you want a commission. I do sound effects. I mostly do digital art and uh, painting, and and uh, sometimes yeah. you can see her on Picario TV. Sometimes. It's not a very popular platform, but I do sometimes record such arts. Such are seals. I'll still be in that, that dumpster with the sign on it that says we'll do uh we'll make art for meaning and purpose. Just to give it a knock. So let's also continue along with our uh uh information. Once again I'd like to remind you our Patreon is located at patreon.com slash FBI basement. And uh, even a donation of one dollar, one dollar, one dollar per month, one dollar will get you access to our Discord and several $2? other goodies. Two dollars. Send us money. Help us buy um, uh, new jet skis. Did you already do jet skis? I already did jet skis. No one got the jet skis. Uh, we uh, uh, fall and winter are approaching us now, and we're going to need fur coats. I, I fur is murder. Murder is expensive. And murder is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time to score this episode right now. And uh, after taking this episode and analyzing it uh, from every possible angle, I can only award it with uh, two dead chickens. Damn it! <laughs> <sighs> Shannon, do you need to, a little bit of time for you? I, I'm going to give it one and a half hippie chemtrails. Okay. <laughs> Marissa? Uh, five out of 20 horror movie references. And Valentine. Which is exactly how many horror movie references was in this episode. Good job. <laughs> I'll give this one three dripping circumcised foreskins. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh. Right, no. so that about wraps it up for this one, but uh, tune in next time. Join us next time when Mulder and Scully go on a bug hunt. The bug hunt, man! Not for the first time, and definitely not for the last time. Game over! And I feel like there is some sort of... Tro uh, okay, look, these are gonna get tropey for a little bit. Just deal with it. Have you ever seen those dermatologist videos on YouTube? Yeah, this is basically what's gonna happen. That's Mulder what and Scully that's what are gonna be in one week. of those dermatology right, guys, so. videos. Yeah. If you want to prepare yourself, YouTube search mango worms. No. No. Gird your loins, folks. <laughs> and the FBI Basement is brought to you by the Medicinal Mass Network and supported by Patreon and patrons like you. Not you specifically, but we would like you to do that. If you like what you hear, support us on Patreon. Share us on social media. Tell anyone you can about us any way you can. And also make sure to like us, rate us, and review us on platforms like iTunes. That helps us get our our stuff out there. It helps us. It helps other people find us. It adds more people to this wonderful fandom community. I am Todd, speaking for Shannon, Marissa, and Valentine, saying good night. And the truth is out there. Thank you for listening. 
stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Oh my god. <laughs> Please don't put Don't that put in. this in the podcast. Dude. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs>